I may have a blog, but I also have a podcast. You can call me a clown, but this is my circus. New Year! <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, man! You, you're you like a one-woman baby New Year! I, yes! Everybody's watching you. That's what's happening. You're standing there in the diaper and the sash. Uh-huh. We finally in, got you in the diaper. In the grocery store. <laughs> in the grocery store! <laughs> well, New Year! Uh, but you notice this is real Housewives of Darkness. This is not Gaylords of Darkness. Thank you. It's because we haven't figured out Gaylords of Darkness yet. And you say, what? You've been doing it for years. I, <laughs> I know, but that's the point. Is it's time to rustle the jimmies, you know? We're going on, oh my god, season what? five? Really? Year five. No, Stacy, this is the fifth. Is this the fifth year? Wait, Suspiria came out in 2018. Suspiria turns... 20 25 years no five years old this year whoa which means that this so do we we're not entering year five we are in year five huh okay yeah right? see jimmy's need a little wrestling right like we just have to i don't know what it means yet we literally have not discussed it no jo- people don't worry this is this is we we literally are um uh, the angel fire website era where the website you go to and it says pardon our dust and we have little caution tape gifts. <laughs> under construction yeah 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 we just we're just like you know we do the same thing every week so we're like how do we restructure to make this new and fresh and keep you all listening yeah so we're, we're figuring that out and the regular show it'll be back later this month sometime yes we don't know when but we said we can't leave the people high and dry for too long, you know? Oh, no, no. They'll forget us and we'll, we'll, we will vanish into the air. Uh, so we said, well, there's so much housewives to discuss. So why not do that, you know? Because, okay, listen up. Like, RKO, this is a straight up Jinshaw minute. Dude. Like the it, I mean, it's been several days by the time you all have heard this, but this happened yesterday for us. Yesterday, she was gentenced. Prison. <laughs> I'm going in for my gentencing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and let me tell you, it happened yesterday, and I, it was like my sports i was <laughs> online the whole time i knew it was like okay it's gonna start at 10 i was online shit posting and refreshing pages wow. the whole time and it was so exciting and i loved it isn't it weird like the sense of anticipation and event television even though there was no corresponding television when i was online and got like a bloop New post from NBC, and it said, Jen Shaw and family have entered the courtroom. Oh. I legitimately got so excited. Oh, my God. It, like, this felt like, like a, you know, 
the historical moment. You said you said it was like your sports. So I thought you were gonna say it was like like your OJ trial verdict or something. It well like that, yes. You remember that? I do remember that. We were in school and our the teacher made us shut up and just had the radio on. (laughs) And everyone was like waiting. And then it comes over the radio and everyone goes, That was it? (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm gonna always remember the day. Jen Shaw got sentenced to 6.5 years in prison. Can you believe it? She should have gotten so much more. I'm going to say abortion of justice. Oh, wow. That's that's maybe the incorrect word. (laughs) A massacre of justice. A a defrauding of justice. Yeah. Jen Shaw. Six and a half years? Six and a half years. The only thing I can think is that the judge thinks... She's going to get out and start paying restitution because she has to. She owes like millions of dollars to these people. So maybe it was that is like if she sits in jail for 30 years, prison, she can they be not, able to do that. But they can't, you can't pay the money if you're in the jails. Well, how's she going to make the money if she's in the jails? Oh, but, but th- th- this is a chicken versus egg scenario, Stacey Jane Ponder. Oh, hey, this is a, the only thing I can think of because the judge, as I was sitting there madly refreshing and seeing the tweets. You <laughs> just click, 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 click. I was like, well, I guess I'll post a shit post now on Reddit. And then it was like, it was so much fun. It was like a spectator sport. I'm telling you, it was like, this must be what people feel like when they have a Super Bowl party. Wow. And people come over and it's like, ah, oh, my shitty wife made buffalo wings. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> like, you know? And you, you had, had your dip. Jer- I had my dips. I had my jersey on. I was ready to go, man. Your beer hat. My foam dome. All of it. All of it. My foam fingers. My foam dome. Covered in foam. Ready to go. <laughs> It was so fun in your pool, in your your pool float. That's also a beer cooler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just you just waited for the verdict to come in. I was, and like everything, because there were no cameras or anything like that in the courtroom. So it was just like there was one reporter who was really great about wow. tweeting. Like there weren't even supposed to be phones. I don't know. So I don't know how he was doing it, but he would like you know tweet out some text from like her lawyer and this lawyer and blah 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 and so it was like getting these updates and it seemed like it was not going well for jen shaw yeah as it was happening you know and the judge was really clapping back on the jen's lawyers who were their defense was to invoke the elders the tongan elders what and how jen you know realized finally in july that she did bad things and she's been so racked with guilt ever since and she wants to do right by her tongan elders because you know you're supposed to respect the elders and she realizes now that she like wasn't respecting elders yeah no and, and the judge would be like <laughs> the judge would be like what are you talking about you know and so it felt like it just wasn't going well and then the prosecution came in and they were like a trial would have been devastating for her. We've never seen a case like this. There are thousands of people. Here are the text messages where she was like laughing at an 80-year-old woman who had like dementia and was getting everything taken from her. Mm. And Jen Shaw is laughing over it and making jokes and all of these things. 
And then Jen Shaw spoke. <gasps> and it was so exciting to like have the, ooh, ooh, a new tweet. Yay. And then it was like, <laughs> and then it said, it was like Jen Shaw, colon, your honor, like you and the world know me as Jen Shaw. And I was like, oh, it's happening. And like she spoke and was just, all she did was talk about how she's been affected by all of this. Of course. She didn't realize like that she was suffering from mental illness. And now that she is on medication for her mental illness, she understands that what she did was really bad, but she's like suffered and found solace in the LGBT community. Oh my God. She fucking pulled out everything, dude. She cited racism in Utah. She cited like her racist parents. And it's like, oh, like your mother who gave up her retirement for your defense fund, you piece of fucking shit. Oh no. my God. I'm telling you, Anthony, zero fucking remorse for any of this. Well, of course. I mean, the show has proven she's a sociopath and a bully. And and, and the second anything comes up against her, she cries and screams and threatens you or punches you in the face. Yeah. I wonder how it's going to go in prison for her because you can't fucking pull that shit. Yeah, but can't you see her just starting a ring? I don't know. I've seen pictures when Teresa Judice was in, in the joint. She had like there were pictures of her and she kind of thrived. I could see it. <laughs> um but like people liked her. She thrived. She did. Like I think she got away from her shit ass husband. Yeah. And just like I think she took to it and like knew how to control herself and all of this and like made friends and got along with people. What I don't think that Jen movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Jen Shaw's capable of that. Morning, ladies. <laughs> Where's that movie of Teresa in prison? I need a women in cages with Teresa. <sighs> Pay attention. I am paying attention. Who do you think you are, God? I don't think so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it seemed like the judge was going to, you know. Because everyone's her- going oh. hard. It was going hard, and then it's like six and a half years, and then she went out to, they reported today, she went out to a $5,000 Italian dinner with 20 people. What? Oh, because she still has to, like, surrender herself or whatever? Yeah, I think she's going in in February. So. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so bad. She's such a piece of shit. There's no justice in the world. Everything is made up. If you are rich, you can be a fucking piece of shit and do whatever you want. You can be president and get away with anything, literally. It's so upsetting. Like, but the fact that we just allow it to happen, why didn't they give her a higher sentence? They could have. I guess I see what you're saying with the 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 restitution, but also I'm like, how is she made money by doing what she did? Here's the thing. She made money by doing what she did, which she has to forfeit like items and stuff like like there's there's a lot of conditions to this also. Like she also has, I don't know, five years of whatever when she gets out supervised. I don't know, whatever. But she owes millions of dollars in restitution, but it's like she's never going to pay that back. Uh, But then they even brought up like, so after you pled guilty, you sold T-shirts like. You were selling merchandise, like free Jen Shaw t-shirts. Oh my God. 
Like she was doing that. This is what a piece of shit she is. And then they were like, what are you doing with the money for that? And she said, oh, I, I, I that was through a third party vendor. Um, and I will give money to the to the victims oh my god well that, like, I mean, so you haven't that's like when they showed her on fake therapy on the last episode of salt lake uh which right now as of the, this episode we're one episode away from the finale of this newest can't season believe it. i can't when it said the season finale i said what <laughs> <laughs> thank god there's 500 other seasons airing right now but uh when they showed her in fake therapy, fake internet therapy, I'm not saying internet therapy is fake. I'm saying Jen Shaw's therapy on television is fake. Yeah. But like when she's doing, and she's like, oh, have I ruined things for my kids? Have I ruined, have I fucked up with co? It's like, yes, you <laughs> like, have, yeah. you fucked over old people. <laughs> like, and not like, we're not cops, man. We're not narcs here. Yeah. But you did bad, bad rich people exploiting poor elderly people crimes, which is reverse Robin Hood, which is evil. (laughs) Teresa, you know, uh, I don't know how much she actually knew, but she was paying attention. (laughs) I am paying attention. But, like, she was signing bad, like, fake loan documents or something. And it's like, I realize things absolutely trickle down to consumers, blah, blah, blah. But, like, to me, <clears throat> I'm not that mad about somebody defrauding a bank. That's stealing money from a bank who, prof- they professionally steal money from, pe- from people that are unadva- unprivileged, underprivileged. Versus literally, like, an 80-year-old with dementia being like, What? Yes. Like not having a clue what's going on and you laugh and you take her money and completely ruin her life so that you can go buy a fake fucking Gucci bag. And then you throw her shoes into the ocean water, the bay, wherever they were on that yacht. (laughs) With no regard. That's, I enjoyed Zin Zin Jin when she was Zin Jin in it the first part of this season and and even last season and she realized like oh i should just do the graceful thing and be quiet because it works and then Jin comes back out and you're reminded oh wait this person is a soulless sociopathic monster yes she's absolutely like there is nothing inside no nothing inside besides self-preservation no and i want to love her she's like a tongan queen i want to love jinshaw her fashion's incredible lady hamburglar look that Stacey's pointed out is a great confessional look but like I just can't get behind the fact that what she did was really 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 bad she ruined thousands of lives it's really bad and I agree I think Dana uh, said was the first person in the history of the franchise to actually I mean Whitney touched on it previously but like where Dan is like, you guys, like, <laughs> I can't be friends with her. She's a bad person. <laughs> she, like, why are we all doing this? How long are we? What do we do if she actually is guilty? Like, it, sh- as Dana said, she isn't. She isn't a good person and she isn't a good friend. It's true. Which I don't understand. Like, I get it. They're on a show. You know, like they can voice their shit to producers behind the scenes or whatever. But when it's like, well, you're shooting with Jen Shaw today, like they don't really have a choice unless they're going to quit. <clears throat> but then, yeah. but then like Heather being all, I'm a ride or die. I'm your ride or die, Jeff. 
that's her next book ride or die sick of it when they're all when they're all sitting at dinner and dana has to say like hey jen so i just want to address with you like this trip has been i've had a good time but this trip has been awkward for me because i don't know how to deal with this thing that my friend told me my friend is an informant in your case and they said blah 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 and I don't know how to deal with this. I'm asking, what do I do? And then Jen's just like, so you believe everyone? Show me your <laughs> And it's like, Dana was actually approaching you like in a completely reasonable way. And you just, the, the, her immediate thing, it's, it's like what every, nar- it's like straight out of Narcissus textbook where it's like just immediately start screaming what, the, how this person is abusing you or whatever and just shut them down and, and turn it into clown Olympics. Like, it's so transparent. I don't get it. I don't get Heather or Meredith. I mean, at least Meredith says, like, if she, if it's proven that she did these things, then I'm done. <laughs> That's going to be a problem for, for me. That'll be a problem for me. <laughs> well, okay. But when they brought on Meredith's sister and I was like, our whole family talks like that. I was... Oh my God. <laughs> Meredith's family seems, hey guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Give give me that clumps the marks. <laughs> it's all played by Penny Marshall. Yes, <clears throat> in a fucking tub of Xanax. Like, <laughs> my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! But at least she says, "Like I'll be done." Heather is not going to be done. Like like you and I were texting yesterday, and like my thing, Heather is going to martyr herself over this one of two ways. Either she will play like I too was a victim of believing Jen Shaw's lies, or she will be like, you know what? I'm not going to kick her when she's down. A friend is a friend, no matter what, and I believe that there's still good in her. And absolutely, I'm, I'll be the one person who's there for her through this ordeal. But either way, she can. Heather will have a cross to bear over this. But I wonder, do you think Heather? We haven't talked about the black eye. Which is also like, I mean, we did the giant, the housewife's like holiday sampler where we addressed everything that's ever happened on every one of these shows ever. But then like the weirdest fucking thing ever happened immediately after that episode. And and it's the black eye. So we need to address the black eye. So do you, what, what the hell is going on, Stacey? And also question two, do you think the black eye is going to tie into whatever she says about Jin. Like, do you think she's finally going to say where it came? Cause I feel like, I feel like we all know where it came from. <sighs> or do we, does Heather have a black eye? Heather has a black eye. <laughs> there's, there's a few possibilities with it. She got into a thing with Jen and Jen hit her. I don't think that happened because I don't think even Heather could be as friendly with Jen the next morning. No. It could have happened accidentally from Jen. They were roughhousing and getting their tits out and pushing their tits on each other all night. Like, who knows what happened after, the you know, bedtime. Did could it, have been an accident. Doesn't Heather say that as much? Like, she says there was a titty slap. Yeah. <laughs> um heather they were both basically blackout drunk heather could have self-inflicted she could have just fallen here's what i think happened 
and I saw this like the red string. Somebody got screen caps, and I totally subscribed to this theory. <gasps> and this is why she will not say what happened. It's because it happened at Beauty Lab and Laser, getting some kind of injection. <gasps> because notice on the trip how often she was wearing sunglasses before she got the black eye. Black eyes take a while to show up, generally, right? Yes. She's wearing sunglasses like at dinner, when nobody else is wearing sunglasses. They got screen caps, and you look at it, and it looks like there was something going on with her eye, if you go back to the previous episodes. But she could cover it with makeup until she couldn't. Then there is the scene where Jen is there, and it's like the morning she's revealing this black eye. She gets up to get an ice pack and puts it on her eye. Somebody fucking grabbed a screenshot, went to the Beauty Lab and Laser website. It is the same kind of mini ice pack that they give people after they get injections. <gasps> She's not going to, even though this happens, I know somebody who had a black eye, like not swollen like that, but like a black eye from getting Botox injection. When I lived in LA and everybody well, got Botox. Yeah, with any, with you, it it's can happen. very typical to bruise with that. Sure, but she's not going to go on a platform with millions of people watching and being like, this happened at my place of business. Everybody come and be a client. You already risk getting arrested by Homeland Security if you go to the beauty lab and laser. Exactly. She's not going to fucking talk shit about her own business. Oh my God, you've convinced me. I think that's what happened because she's like, everything she says is like, oh, I know what happened. And then she'll say, like, well, I don't really know what happened. I know what happened. Oh, well, I, don't, I don't know who did this. I know who did this. Do I have a black eye? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, hope, like, oh, I hope somebody says something. And it's like, no one's going to say anything because nobody did anything to you. That's what doesn't make sense is what game is she playing? Like Whitney, Whitney's intergalactic confusion when, it, yeah. when, when, they, when they're sitting in Whitney's backyard talking about it. Or talking around it or Whitney trying to uncover any information or human humanity within Heather. It, it, it doesn't, it's like, what is this game? Meredith, Mer Meredith reacting to Jen and he when Heather and Jen was like, well, we know where this came from. And then Meredith is like, what? <laughs> what? This is truly surprising. <laughs> But I, I like she's trying to make a storyline out of it. She knows no one's going to fess up to it because nobody did it to her. So that's stupid. But then she keeps saying like, well, I just don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to talk about it. But then she'll bring it up. But then she won't. And it's like, you should have just said, I tripped and fell. Clumsy me. I tripped and hit my face on the that's door. That's all it takes. That's all it would have taken. But she's making a storyline out of it. But she can't reveal what actually happened because I think it happened at her place of business. But how shitty. Like when someone says, did someone hit you? And she goes, maybe someone did. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> why would you say that? Why would you say that if no one did? If somebody did hit you, why would you not just say it, who it is? Because obviously no one on the cast should go around punching people. <laughs> 
Like, women get fired over this, and it's not cool to be such a ride or die for somebody who punched you in the face. And all she's doing in all of this is making a joke out of people who actually do get beaten by people. Like, thank you. Thank you, Candace, coming for Giselle. Right, rightfully so. Like, it's just, it's shitty, and she just fucking sucks. So, but she's, she has, she's one of my least favorite housewives of all time at this point. Ever. Which is nuts, because going into it, it was bad weather all the way. She is so shitty to Whitney. It's unbelievable. Oh, I, full Madeline Kahn, Mrs. White flames. Yeah. As I was watching that. Like, we, it, it, Jason and I were standing up screaming. It's infuriating. It's like, you're going to bat for Jen, who treats you like absolute garbage. She takes everything out on Whitney. She absolutely takes everything out on Whitney. Oh, yeah, Whitney's a doormat. Her doormat. It's horrible. I, I just can't. I can't. I can't. And I'm so, so Stacy, you actually keep up with things on the internet with housewives. Oh, yes, I do. So you are always uh, exquisitely providing <laughs> dramaturgical detail. You are a, a resource. So can you tell me and the people what is happening? What? So people love Heather, right? Because the fans Not are anymore. truly toxic. Really? I don't, I think most opinion has changed about her. Here's my thoughts. The fans are truly toxic, right? Fans gravitate towards like whatever, whoever is the worst. <laughs> like they love Mary Cosby. They love, they hate Giselle. Well, I mean, now Giselle's being shitty, but they hate, uh, they, they love Heather. They hate Whitney. Heather's not being funny anymore. So now they're think- giving up. I think she's just being awful. And so it's like, I never thought Mary Cosby was really funny. I just think she's completely a toxic, vile human being. But people loved how weird she was. And so yeah, that she was, was on another planet. Yeah, people liked that spectacle. And I don't want my housewives to all be good. I love plenty of shitty housewives. Like, it's part of the reason why you love some of them. You know what I mean? But Heather, I think, is a lot of people have said, like, she's always been shit at the reunions when she doesn't have time to rehearse her confessionals. Oh. But now she's just full blown. But people will be like, they're still saying, like, well, I don't like Whitney, but I also don't like the way Heather's treating her. Like, it's I think it's that bad. I think opinions have shifted that much. Wow. Yeah. Why don't you people like Whitney? I don't get it. I... I have never. I like, love Whitney. A, sh- a goddamn angel, <laughs> and she's so pretty this season. So I like. I don't so know. Pretty. I don't know what's going on, but she just she, keeps looking better and better. She's like as pretty as her confessional looks are awful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's so pretty. Yeah, I love Whitney so much, and I love that she's like coming out of this trip having these realizations about her past and like she's like she's kind of in the acceptance going maybe veering into an acceptance stage with her like these revelations and she's like understanding what she wants to do moving forward which great that she was able to do that without support from her like best fucking friend but like that she's doing that and the fact that heather (laughs) is not there for her with any of this and it just like hears any of that and turns it into well you're attacking me i just get so mad i just get so mad and i just whitney is so smart and funny and sweet and an angel yes <laughs> and I everyone agree. needs to love her everyone stop <laughs> it and just love her 
I agree. I to, to, to me, the Whitney-Lisa Barlow friendship is the best thing that could have happened on this show. Ever. 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 It, it, Whitney and Sir Galahad just yep. makes me so happy. That's the thing, is like, on the previous seasons, like, Whitney would spout her crazy detective QAnon theories at people and shitster. But Heather was always the bug in her ear, planting these things and saying these things. But Heather never brought it up with the group. Like, that was always Whitney's job. Because Whitney has the conscience. Because Whitney has a conscience. And you look at this season without Heather in her ear, and Whitney's not stirring shit. She's speaking up for herself and, like, defending herself or whatever. But she doesn't have problems with everybody the way that she used to. Oh, my god mm-hmm. no she is literally just chillaxing trying to overcome trauma and forging a wonderful friendship with an angel as well you're so right heather is toxic and i think did you say this on the last episode i feel like you did i can't remember i just i don't remember what we've said in real life that was well, last year Well, i supposed to remember that <laughs> I don't, well, you know, we talk about this so much. I don't know what we've said not on the yeah. air and on the air, but you've postulated before that Heather, a lot of what's, what Heather might be experiencing is just sheer meltdown um, upon seeing Whitney liberating herself from the church. Mm-hmm. Did you bring this up in the last episode? Yeah. Okay, that was addressed. Okay, so this isn't yeah. breaking news. When you look at who she has the problems with and why, it's like, it. I think it becomes super clear. It's like the two hottest cast members she has a problem with. Heather has a lot of insecurities that she, you know, pokes fun at her own foibles all the time. That was part of the thing that people loved about her is that she was super self-deprecating, which most housewives aren't. Um, but it's the two, like... Most attractive cast members. Well, I'd put Dana up there too, but she's not. I mean, Dana. Dana's a hot piece. She's a friend of, though. She's a friend of, yeah. (laughs) The two who have some kind of relationship, like, aren't making their Mormonism their whole life. Yeah, they've moved past it in a way. Yeah, they're just everything. they, They just trigger all of Heather's insecurities, I think. Yeah. And she can't get, she can't grant them the grace that she'd like that. I love that. I give her so many graces. Okay. Uh, Like you you seem to do it with Jen Shaw, who is a terrible person and a criminal and treats you like shit. Yep. But you can't do it with Whitney or Lisa. I mean, look at how, I mean, why would you, why would you even invest in that personality? Especially seeing how Jen treats her best friend, Angie. Like, to the point that Angie's like, I'm out. I gotta cash this check before the government freezes your account. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think it, it's 100% that. And then seeing them bond and seeing them actually be able to be friends and sources of um, comfort for each other. Yeah. Like, and Whitney then, can't be friends with Lisa because she and Whitney used to talk shit about Lisa. So how could they be, you know? So to see Whitney just be like, what if we just moved on and we're friends? And that's why Heather's been attacked. That's why she's been hurt and betrayed and put on friendship break. Oh, that's so exhausting. I love housewives. I love housewives. And granted, like all of this is because we are at the mercy of editors. 
So who knows what reality actually is? But I, I choose this not is what to we think see. about that. Yeah, this is what we see. All you can do is base your opinion on what you see. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I refuse to acknowledge <laughs> reality <laughs> in my reality television. Right. Um, I have another inquiry for you. This actually is what could be considered a listener question <laughs> coming from uh, a, a listener named Jason. <laughs> He's wondering, and he keeps asking me that I kind of don't really, it doesn't, it didn't even cross my mind, but he keeps asking me to ask you, why would, why do you think Giselle and Robin's live show was so poorly attended? Because tickets were like, $150. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh, okay, we couldn't figure that out. We're like, is it a COVID I think, like, thing? Is it somebody a... said that they were like going to, I saw somebody post that they were going to go, but tickets were literally like started at like 125 or something that's... for a fucking live show of a podcast. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what probably what it is. Okay, there we go. Alright. And also, maybe they're just not as, maybe the venue was too big, I don't know. But I think people, especially nowadays, it's like, who's going to pay? Who's going to pay that kind of money for anything? You know, I'm just shocked. I would I even at that price, I feel like there's still the crazy people. Right. That would like, oh, of course, you know, like, I mean, when we were looking at, well, OK, BravoCon's different because that's like you get to see every housewife ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like maybe meet them for even more money. But I mean, that's like 400 bucks. Yeah. But that's like a convention. I mean, all conventions that's, are yeah, pricey as fuck. That's you know? different. But I just, I feel like, I don't know, if like the drag race world has taught me anything, it's like, there are crazy people that will spend a zillion dollars just to stand six feet away from you and get a picture near you. Yeah. Like, would you have rather gone to the Reasonably Shady podcast or to um, Karen Huger's live show? <laughs> Karen Huger's live show was such a mess. <laughs> Now we're going to talk about love. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so enjoying Karen this season. I love Karen. She's being hilarious and just like chill, but also still so delusional, but in a really amusing way. And just, I think we've said it before that like when Giselle and Karen get along and can shade each other and give each other shit, but also just like not get nasty about it. It's perfection. It's perfect balance. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I love that. Like Karen's groupies, according to Karen, are called La Doms because you know <laughs> La Dom is her. And I'm like, even that, you're not going to call them La Dom, like the actual French plural, <laughs> La Doms. Oh my god. Her live show is literally like her her friend quotes matt who we don't nobody knows what he is he just her gay consultant that is like the gays want you to do this he literally just like went to whatever agent reps jasmine masters i don't know anymore he went to whoever reps her and he booked her and it's always you get the drag race girls for two numbers for five thousand (laughs) dollars two numbers a costume change you pay five thousand dollars he booked that and then he just had karen host it or like mc it that was all that it was 
And I love that she made such a big deal. She goes to the Robert and Giselle reasonably shady live show and takes notes and like, this is what I'm not going to do. This is, I'm going to take these notes so that my live show, blah, 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 blah. The day of her live show in her confessional, she's like, I'm the Muhammad Ali of live shows. (laughs) Amazing. And then it's like, it's literally just all you do is MC and the, the, the miniaturists mini drag show that's all you did yeah. <laughs> yeah what an opening comedian a, a drag number um a, a panel discussion between three people <laughs> two of them have already been on stage <laughs> and then one more drag number amazing and it's just so good and the show shading her like karen couldn't pay the rights for jasmine's song so we just see jasmine's performing like in silence (laughs) it's just so good i was bummed because jasmine masters is one of my very favorite drag race queens and is i mean anyone that knows her on the internet knows that she is a legend (laughs) but like and, and actually the most fitting queen to pair with karen huger of all time um, but uh, I wish I could have seen more of that versus just Karen pretending to MC. I'm so again. blessed. I'm so blessed by this room. The people in this room, I'm, I just feel, I'm just really in my moment. <laughs> when she's like, and pride, whatever she said, like, she just, she just like, you know, Matt was like, remind people it's pride or people yeah. will be happy if you say something gay. So she just says pride. And then they show Ashley and Ashley just kind of smirks because yeah. <laughs> like, Ashley has done it too. And Ashley knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> like Just pulling the strings on the gay audience. <laughs> it's so good. It was mostly Karen just basking in the fact that people paid to be there to see her that was pretty much all it was but Giselle called it like just like how over important Karen thinks she is (laughs) it's just incredible I love her I love her I love the live show I can't wait I I am I am just edge of my seat with anticipation for that Salt Lake finale and then for the next episode of Potomac with um the Sharice V. Karen <gasps> Bloodbath. Like what? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was shocked in the in the end episode next ons, you know, just like all the Korean shows when they say next on. I was shocked when they show the Jacqueline Mia falling out. I know. I, that I couldn't what believe that. Is going- Oh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know, but then they'll they'll put things out there, but then retract, but then lie, but then say something else. And it's like, just say it. Just say you all fuck each other. Like, who cares? I could see, honestly, I could see it going like one of 17 ways where there's a part of me that's like, oh, maybe, maybe she really was just looking in Jacqueline's vagina <laughs> to see if there was anything weird up there. Like, maybe it was a real health concern and maybe mia actually just over sexualizes everything because she thinks she's being like a baller so she just likes she just like oh look at me look at me i'm I'm a person on the internet over sexualizing but she just over sexualizes everything and like tries to make it like uh, it's like how she exists is like a burlesque performance she's like trying to entice you or something but maybe her life is just very boring and not that and maybe nothing did happen. Or, also, they all probably do fuck. <laughs> like, I, I just don't know what's happening. You can't believe anything that Mia says. Because all she does is lie or, you know. 
But like, to what end? That, well, that's the big question. That whole thing she had with her business the other, like, not too long ago where she was like, we lost our business, we came home from vacation and we are locked out of accounts and we had money stolen from us and blah, 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 our family's ruined. And then she never mentions it again. The fibroid thing. Like, even her husband was like, what is happening with that? (laughs) Like, uh, yesterday or today, she posted, like, we're in a new house due to unforeseen circumstances. What? Yes, they, like, moved or something. Like, but you don't, like, she, so she puts things out there, but then won't elaborate. And Does the house have fibroids? (laughs) They're doing tests. Okay. And (laughs) don't tell the truth, you know? And so it's like, maybe Mia's a terrible person, whatever, but it's like, Maybe they're bad for each other. I don't know. But there is something sad about this lifelong friendship that implodes within five episodes of a reality show. I mean, that's really reveals what housewives can do to people (laughs) and to relationships. But absolutely. I was I was shocked. I never expected to see that happening because they're so they've been such a unified front. And also Jacqueline's like pretty chill. So cute though. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta hand it to the friends of this year. Friends of are pretty good this year. There's really good friends. They're all sane. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like I mean there's Angie K, but like, you know, the other Angie, Dana, um, Jacqueline on Potomac, they're all just like, Hello, let's talk about our feelings first and then figure out what to do. Right. <laughs> like Yeah. So I'm I'm fascinated. I, I can't I'm horrified, but also can't wait to see what happens with Jacqueline and Mia. And then what is, what is Karen B. Charisse? What is this? I, there's something like somebody said on this one that Charisse has something on Karen, right? Like. That's what Mia said. Yeah. Well, then you can't. So it could be completely made up. But something is really weird. And ooh, the preview where they're both like Charisse, first of all, stands up, which is. (laughs) You know, something's wrong. That's a lot of activity for Sharice. <laughs> and they're like screaming. Karen's like, don't come for my mother. Yeah. Well, with Karen, I mean, she thought Giselle was wishing death upon Ray when she was making, she thought Giselle made a death threat against Ray when she said, Ray will be long in the grave before my looks fade. She thought that was a death threat. So who knows what, you know. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Yeah. Sherry's could have said anything and that could have enticed that reaction. I, it's so good. Every, every franchise, the Miami episodes feel like they're about five minutes long. They go by so quickly. And they're just so gorgeous. Oh my God. Look, I look, I know that on the show, she's going through a really stressful, bad time. (laughs) But Lisa looks so good this season. Doesn't she look great? Oh my gosh, she's back to the old Lisa almost. She looks so good, and she's like a great mom, and like she's just trying. Love her. She's just trying. Love her. I love her so much. Julia and Martina had a nice moment. Something I don't know. Oh, really? You don't trust it? Julia, I don't trust her. I oh, I did. I don't trust her. I think she's a grifter. Stacy, she's Russian. She's KGB spy. 
<laughs> I just think like when your track uh, history is like nothing but billionaires. And she has said on the show, like as a poor Soviet girl from the USSR, she would do anything she had to, to not go back. I don't know if she's being gay for pay, <gasps> but I don't completely trust her. And I'm tired of her dragging that poor goat everywhere when a goat is not a house pet and the goat is fucking miserable. I Elvis is so cute, but I was like, I don't think Elvis wants to be walked on that leash. Pulled by a rope, you mean. <laughs> yep, exactly. And He's then... not being walked on a leash. He's being pulled by a rope. And it's like, have it. I'm sorry that your daughters have left home, but don't like use animals instead. And having a goat is not a personality, Julia. Yeah, that's true. That's a, you, you're right. But it creates a, a scenario by which Marisol, looking incredible as she is this whole season, I mean, she always looks incredible, right? Yeah. Marisol can uh, have to walk up to Martina Navratilova and say, <laughs> your goat's diaper has come off. Like, you couldn't. <laughs> if you told me that was a Mad Libs answer. <laughs> magnetic poetry right <laughs> yeah like blank it's... noun person uh marisol tells noun person martina navratilova like it's fucking madness <laughs> martina navratilova's russian beauty queen wife's goat <laughs> the diaper fell off the diaper is falling off <laughs> 100% Housewives Mad Libs. Just love it. I just love it. Yeah, you're right about Elvis. Poor Elvis. Um, I mean, it all, it's like, it's like when Larsa, who. Uh, kind of love Larsa this season. I'll shut just up, say don't say it because you're going to make me feel it. I just said it. It's out of my mouth. The last, okay, it all started for me when Larsa was nice to Lisa. She's being so nice to Lisa. She's a really good friend if you're going through like a really bad this situation right now. All of these little side things that you catch when like it's a group and she's just saying these things on the side to Lisa. Like one of the previous episodes where she was like, I later on, I will send you all that banking info. She said that. And then this one where she's like, oh, my God, when I talk to you and you get so stressed out, I do all the eating. Like she's being an incredible friend to Lisa. She is punching the clock and dropping all kinds of bombs everywhere but in like a really funny way she's being really chill and funny i thought i thought her coming for julia with that thing it didn't even feel like coming for her jason said it was shady but i thought it was funny (laughs) she she just busts this out and then julia's like like oh, oh i oh i had i had something weird to bring up with you or kind of awkward to bring up with you i have a friend that saw you were making a fan yeah, and at first Julia's like, "What me? No." no. And then she's like, "Well, yes, he's our best friend." Like, yeah. what? Yeah, how quickly in like it went through four stages. It was no, that never happened. No, I wasn't even there. Yes, he's our best friend. We made out for the cameras for paparazzi. <laughs> like, See? what? She's a grifter. And all of this like the whole like now we see that the whole stupid friend notebook. romance notebook bullshit with Adriana last season was all just completely I mean I knew it at the time after like two episodes I was like this is 
No. But like that was all fake and done just for the show. It was great TV. They did a great job with that storyline. But it didn't mean, look at the way they are this season. You would never no. know any of that happened. No, they talk about men and balls. Yeah, and why is Julia saying, like, oh, trust me, there are some really wonderful men out there? Yeah. Huh? Martina and I love to look at the men. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, she's a grifter. Oh, man. Oh, it's tricky. I mean, yeah, the and that she is friend with grifter number one Mm -hmm. with Adriana. (laughs) What the fuck? I have see like this makes me kind of like Adriana is that I read that uh, Karen we all remember Karen from Karen two uh she has said that Adriana apologized to her and like off camera like you know off the air whatever has apologized to her and been like I was really I wanted us to get another season and that's why I came after you so hard oh. what's her face from the first season, Lars's friend, what was her name? Christy. Oh, I forgot about her. She she was terrible. But she yeah. said that before reunion, Adriana told her, look, I'm going to come for you. Like, let's do this. This will be great for, like, she wants ratings and she wants the show to be renewed. And that's oh, what wow. she did with Julia when Julia came on. It gave Julia a storyline. It gave Julia a hook to get asked back again. And it was something for the show. Yeah, and Adriana was just is once again just a friend of, so it gave her something to do. Mm-hmm. But she's very smart. Adriana is very, very smart and crafty. So, but th- is Adriana untrustworthy, or is she just good at doing TV? Then both. Thank you. As a viewer, I don't think we can j- really trust anything she does, but it make it's fucking watchable as hell and makes great housewives. Is it a lie if it's just for reality TV? Mmm. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> this is like the the you know, back in the nineties, those like Star Wars and philosophy books. This real housewives <laughs> and philosophy. Yeah. The Tao of Poon. I think she's skillful because to direct and produce storylines like that can backfire on you it finally backfired on ashley this week with her friend that she tried to get to accuse candace's chris sesame street sesame street i love you candace like that backfired ashley did what she always does she brings this friend of to this show which this friend has no reason to be there the moment they get the minute they get there and sit down and candace like sits down ashley says i'm gonna go to the bathroom Notice how Ashley is in the bathroom every time bullshit starts. Right. She drops a little bomb and then runs to the bathroom and then comes back and can be like, I wasn't here. What happened? She kept, <laughs> she kept, she kept trying to get uh, Candace and Sesame Street to talk. Sesame Street. And Candace is like, no, ma'am. But I think because everybody saw through Ashley's shit this time. She oh, went, everybody. She pushed it too far. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Adriana's really good, apparently, at making things happen. And uh, Giselle is showing her ass also. Giselle's normally very good at it, yeah, but she, not this season. She's she's Giselle has gotten sloppy this season, and it makes yes. me sad. Yes. But Adriana's still really good at it. And as a friend of, like you said, there's some removal. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't trust Julia. I still like her. Oh, I love her. 
I love her. And I wish the fastest, speediest, healthiest recovery for Martina. Yes, 100%. Who is my favorite turf. (laughs) Say it. She's a crusty old turf dyke. I just love Martina (laughs) on the show. It's never... It's never not going to be weird when she goes, hello, when she goes, like, <laughs> walking into a scene on the real fucking Housewives. <laughs> uh, I, I, do, I do love Larsa then trying to also start a little bit of more shade and say, bring it up with Martina. Martina's like, oh, but I would prefer she makes out with a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, oh my I've God. never heard a lesbian say that. I've no, never, like that's so weird. Like they have a very strange relationship, apparently. And if it works for them, that's great. I I hope it truly works for them. I wish Martina well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <sighs> wow. Queens all absolute queen. Well, okay, queens all. Let's play a game. Mm. Queens. No, let's play a game called Ultimate Ultimate Girls Trip. This you gave me a brain teaser. <laughs> this is tough. I I wrote I contacted Stacy in the middle of the night in an astral projection. <laughs> I hovered over your bed and I was you know my hair was like ma- mama. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was underwater and I was you woke up you did the full eyes open and I Stacy because I kind of had an echo on my voice of course and I said who is your dream cast for ultimate girls trip aka who is your ultimate ultimate girls trip cast god you have to because it's like the first season was what, seven or something like it was weird cause, cause, first season was weird because kyle didn't have a counterpart yeah kyle didn't have a friend and then and then season two which was like sheer per- human perfection ex-wives club they had eight so i figure eight is a safe number yes two from four franchises oh do they have to oh i didn't think about them having to be from the oh. two from each. i mean you can probably try i just noticed the previously it's all been it has been i fucked it up for my rules then (laughs) i fucked up my own prompt (laughs) that's okay i was in the ether with the silver cord connecting me to my form you are not tethered by mortal concerns and earthly laws thank you because i read a book on wicca in 1998 (laughs) (laughs) You have the whole rider weight memorized. (laughs) (laughs) This was tough. This was tough because I, as someone who, as a housewives aficionado, I say, what? You have to have a balance. You can't have all alphas. You can't have all voices of reason. You You have to have a balance. You can't have all angels. You can't have all angels. You can't have all the funny ones. Yeah, you can't have detectives only. Exactly. Lord knows I would love detectives only. But there would be no crimes. No, you can't invite. Well, I guess in Murder by Death, the Paul Neil Simon, they, they mm-hmm. invite all the detectives to the island. But then there is a person that gets murdered and they have to solve it. But on this, like the housewives, they wouldn't care. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. So. so you have to, I feel you have to have a balance. And then I also had to say, 
how much can it is i mean it is you said what is your ultimate ultimate girls trip so obviously it has to be people i personally want to watch there yeah. might be great housewives that i have no uh, she does nothing for me you know so yeah. this was tough this was real tough. Well, I'll, since I've ruined it already, I'll go first with my ultimate, ultimate girl strip cast. Okay. Um, th- once again, very, very hard. But I started thinking, well, what, what do I want to watch? And then I started thinking, what am I afraid to watch? Oh, dear. <laughs> so I, I don't know what happened, but I went, like, the, the Anthony that mere minutes ago, half hours ago, was critiquing the toxicity of the viewing public i have taken i have absorbed that toxicity and i said i want a season of ultimate girls trip that stars kim richards katie rost oh my percocet island here we come Richards, Katie Rost. Okay, are you afraid yet? Uh, yeah. Danielle, stop. Oh, come on. Real <laughs> Housewives of New Jersey season two. Holy shit. She was on one and two, but she was really scary, you guys. Oh my god, she's t- fucking terrifying in every conceivable way. Like, uh, somebody, when I was Googling Scariest Housewives and when I was working on this, and someone said, um, on Reddit, someone said, like, while I understand, I sympathize, I feel empathy for her, and I understand that she was ostracized on the show, and that wasn't okay, but she gives off a suffocating dark energy. (laughs) That is so accurate. She really does. I mean, there's the famous gif of her, like, sharpening knives. Like... Like, going to meet Carolyn Mance and being like... Well, I'll be okay because I have people with guns. <laughs> like it's, She's legitimately terrifying. Like, like her best friend, fuck buddy, is a hitman. Like, is she is ter- abject and, terror. And lives completely within only her own reality. Right. And is paranoid beyond anything you've ever seen. Right. So... Oh my god! Okay, keep going, Anthony. So to to then throw a wrench in, because I thought, okay, this is far too much dark magic. <laughs> yeah, who are you going to subject to this girls' trip? <laughs> Carlton the witch <laughs> from the one season that she was on, season five or four of Beverly Hills. Oh my god! Because I love Carlton the witch. She had no reason to ever be on a Housewives, and so I thought, you know what? You want to work your magic, Carlton? Do it with these crazy fucking women. <laughs> so, oh my god! So then I put Carlton the witch on, and then I thought, I need, I need an out. I need someone to like, you know, slap these women into shape. Not slap them. That's violent. I need someone shape. Get these women into shape. You know? Yeah. So I said, Leah Black. <laughs> Bring on Leah Black. Because I love her and I want to see what happens when her drama and chaos matches this drama and chaos. And then I thought, well, but how could we make this more incendiary? Let's add Kim Zolciak and bring her back. Oh my 
good. I'm telling you, Stacy. I am like like Faye Dunaway when she's like pulsating with evil e- electricity and Supergirl. <laughs> like, that was me making this list. What is this? Is uh, what AI program <laughs> did you type in? Like chaos, Real Housewives. This is this is like the Real Housewives House of Horrors. Yeah, this, is Girls. Battle, this is a fucking battle royale. <laughs> So then I thought, okay, okay, okay. We really need to like, I almost put Brandy Glanville because I love Brandy Glanville. And if she was, but if she was there, I knew everyone would die. Yeah. Like there is no question. This no Nobody would arise still living from Percocet Island. So, so I said, Lisa Rinna. (laughs) And make it more toxic shout out to lisa renna who as of the same the day before jen yeah. sentencing is is announced is not coming back for beverly hills thank she god fired. thank god yeah uh so i thought well what a great opportunity to fly her in for percocet island so we have kim richards katie ross daniel stubb carlton the witch leah black I just, I think if everyone's being horrible and chaotic, Leah Black can start standing up and just screaming, what? <laughs> Getting upset. Uh, Kim Zolciak, Lisa Renna, and then I thought, okay, we need somebody else to to really manage these women along with Leah Black. And then I thought, who would maybe kill Leah Black? <laughs> or who would, who who could either be a boon to these women or could be destroyed? And I thought, let's bring back Lisa Vanderpump. So my final ultimate, ultimate girl strip cast is Kim Richards, Katie Ross, Daniel Staub, Carlton the Witch, Leah Black, Kim Zolciak, Lisa Renna, and LVP. I, no, I would, I'm exhausted just from hearing the list. (laughs) Would you, but would you press play? Yeah. <laughs> it would be so stressful though. It would age me. <laughs> it's it's M Night Shyamalan's old. It's old. Yeah. <laughs> it's old. Oh my god! You, you jump up ten years after every episode. <laughs> By the time it's over, you're just Mrs. Bates in the in the fucking first cellar <laughs> under your in your snuggie. I'm truly surprised I went so dark, but. That's really dark. But in the process, I was like, well, what would I never, ever otherwise have an opportunity to watch? Except. Well, that's true. <laughs> this twisted fruit of my mock That's really twisted, Anthony. I know. <laughs> I tried to be rational. <laughs> and pair them up and have a balance. Uh-huh. As hey, if I were. I got some alphas. <laughs> Two alphas. My God, I'm afraid of your list. <laughs> My list is how people die. Yeah, <laughs> like that is a formula for death. Yeah, yeah. The phone's gonna ring any second now. In seven days, <laughs> seven episodes. What? <laughs> Holy shit! All right. Well, I had pairs. Right, right, right. I had pairs. My first pair hails from New York, and we have, I know she was on the show already, Ramona Sanger, because she- You brought her back? 
I'm bringing her back because I love Ramona. She's awful. She's awful, but she's so fucking entertaining. Um, she's pure chaos. She's like racist. I think. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. And so Ramona from New York, and also from New York, Sonia Morgan. Who I don't know if you know Sonia Morgan. I don't know Sonia yet. Sonia's amazing. She is a total mess party girl like a 60 year old party girl uh (laughs) i don't know how she and ramona are now because i haven't watched like the most recent stuff but they were like really good friends but who would fight sometimes but like they always roomed together and everything and sonya's the one who's gonna be like drunk with no pants (laughs) peeing all over the bar She gets really dark. Like I, she definitely has like a legitimate alcohol problem and gets herself into really scary situations. But I think on girls trip she'd be okay. Does she pee in the in New York? Oh, she does a lot of stuff in New York. Yeah. Whoa. I, it's it's coming soon. I can feel it in my bones. yeah. <laughs> um. So I'd have them, and then to balance them from Atlanta. Uh, at first I was gonna go with all like OGs. Or, like, the real, like, real pillars of Housewives. Um, So, Nini, because iconic. uh, Oh, her ego is so overinflated that no matter who you put her with now, it's going to be a mess. (laughs) But she is truly the ultimate housewife, right? Yeah. And so I would like to see her with Ramona. (gasps) Yeah, there's some conflict there. And then I was like, well, who can balance needy and probably get along with everybody and isn't really problematic or whatever? It's, of course, Candy Burris. Oh. Candy could be good with everybody, but yeah. will get messy if need be. Yeah. You need that good energy. Exactly. Percocet Island doesn't, but you, yes. So then I said, well... Obviously, if I were casting anything Real Housewives, I would put Lisa Hochstein in it. Thank you. <laughs> because then I could have more Lisa Hochstein in my life. Uh, so obviously Lisa Hochstein. And I would love to see her on a girl's trip. She would be so fun. Yeah. Oh, she, she, she is, she's the quintessential girl's girl. Thank you very much. And so I said, who could I bring with Lisa, though, who would not be as even keeled as lisa lisa gets has only really gotten super messy like twice in her housewives tenure yeah so who is some chaos but also good with lisa herself and there's only one answer to that and that answer is leah black oh thank you because i too love leah black love leah black can't help it she is so entertaining she's exquisite television and she's great with Lisa. She is like Lisa's one somewhat mentor and a really good friend. Isn't she like Lisa's only real friend too, like in the hiatus from the show? Mm-hmm. Yes, she said that at the reunion of, of part four was that Leah was like one of the first people to call her with the divorce. It's like she was the one. Yeah. yeah. She got her the Birkin. She got her the Birkin and was going to help her with her life, but we all see where that went. Anyway. Okay. So then I said, well, who else would I want to see? And I said, who could be, who would be an interesting dynamic with Lisa? (gasps) Whitney Rose. Oh! Two 
angels who might kiss. <laughs> <laughs> let's be real they get drunk whitney whitney's clothes are immediately coming off two beautiful angels who might kiss i've got scary island and you've got love island. i've got uh, the isle of lesbos <laughs> <laughs> so keeping it in pairs who could you bring from salt lake not gonna bring meredith are you kidding me i'm not gonna bring heather are you nuts jen shaw no she's off working a fucking chain gang at this point hopefully <laughs> lisa barlow yes okay lisa is weird she's so weird that i'm actually not sure how she would fare in something like this with all of these venerable top dog veteran housewives but i want to see how it goes yeah would she would she join in would she be threatened would she collapse under the pressure who knows oh now this one i had two possibilities two pairs that i could do i couldn't decide okay one yes they were already on the show but i say look at this dynamic that could happen. Basically, I want to see how everybody reacts with Ramona Singer. Yeah. I said, what if we brought back Vicky and Tamara from the OC? Oh! I don't know how Vicky and Ramona would, like, they are both keystones in their respective franchises. They're both kind of the same. Anti-masking Trumpers. <laughs> Crazy people. Both working women fantastic tv fucking fantastic tv both had jobs you know that weren't uh, candles yeah how would they get along and i picked tamra because i like tamra maybe she'll kiss somebody too who knows tamra's hot right tamra's a hot piece and we have the so many infamous exchanges between Tamara and Vicky and they get along really well. And also I haven't really indulged in very much OC. So I don't know. I don't really know anybody else that would be good. To bring. <laughs> My other possible pair was Giselle and Robin. Oh, Robin, because she's a good commentary on things that are happening. And so I would like to watch her be amused by antics. <laughs> Robin's face at the other side of the dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Giselle could be interesting. She could get into some real shit with some of these people. Like, how would Giselle and Nini get along? Would that's, they I mean, that's the first place my brain went is Giselle and Nini. And I said, oh, no. And then I said, oh, no, question mark? Right. So I tried to put some combinations that could go really well or could get real messy. Oh, wow. Either way, I'm in it to win it. So that's those are mine. What are you leaning towards between Vicky and Tamara or Giselle and Robin? Is there one that you're more leaning towards? They're they're even. They're even. You just well, can't. I can't. One would up the people of women of color quotient, which could be really interesting. Um, and the other is like old school icons. Yeah. So I genuinely can't. Maybe you should decide. I genuinely can't decide. Oh, I can't take on that task. And if <laughs> Vicky, if Vicky is more of her, if we have Vicky whooping it up and Ramona 
engaging in turtle time <laughs> on this Percocet Island. <laughs> My God, it would be so fucking entertaining. <laughs> maybe Vicky, I think Vicky and Tamara, maybe. I love it. I'm, uh, listen, I, you know, yeah, I would, I would maybe go towards Vicky and Tamara more so just because I want more of them in general. One could say, well, just watch OC, but I, I started it and I said, I love Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I can say. I was like, I can't watch more of this. It's just, maybe I need to start further in than like in, you know, straight up 1992 when it first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, I would love more of them. Like Vicky was a revelation for me on, on ex-wives club. I hear her saying we're all gonna die in my head every <laughs> single day that little soliloquy she gave was the most like dark irish shit we've seen like depressive dark irish on moors <laughs> shit we've ever seen on housewives it's incredible if you haven't seen that it's like she's in bed and she's like sick and she, we're all gonna die <laughs> It just makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. You never know when you're going to die. We're all going to die. And I want you to tell everybody that if I died right now, you tell them she died sad. She died sad. It's incredible. Like, no. She's completely completely sincere. And like the other queens are laughing at the comedy of the scenario. There is no (laughs) screenwriter. This is why I'm like, Housewives is fucking incredible. There is no screenwriter that could have written that. And there is no actress that could have performed it. It is cinema. It's cinema. So, I mean, when you get me in episode one or two of X-Wives Club, season two of Ultimate Girls Trip, and there's the revelation that Vicky is an anti-masker, and then Dorinda starts screaming at her and saying, it's people like you that are ruining the goddamn country. I'm like, yes, bitch! And then by the end of the season, I'm like, I can't take Dorinda. I love Vicky. <laughs> like, Dorinda's a real messy drunk. She's a messy drunk. She's a real messy man. Vicky, drunk. fun drunk. Right. <laughs> she whoops it up. I saw, like, there was, I think it's somewhat old, but there, on Ramona's Instagram, she had, like, a picture. She was somewhere. She had, like, a mask. Uh, like hanging off of one ear like she took it off to pose for the picture and dorinda left a comment was like why are you wearing a mask now you've never worn one before <laughs> <laughs> i just love that she calls out all of them on their mask bullshit. i love that honestly i love dorinda's i love dorinda but she's just she's too deep in her depression and drinking yes. way too much and she gets very mean when she's really drunk she was so fun the first half of xy's club uh, and I very much love her righteous uh, indignation. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I wanted to scream this at everyone I know. <laughs> this is, thank you, thank you, Dorenda. Yeah. So again, mine are Ramona Singer and Sonia Morgan from New York, Nene Leakes, Candy Burris from Atlanta, Leah Black, Lisa Hoxstein from Miami, oh. Whitney Rose, and Lisa Barlow from Salt Lake City. And Vicky Gungelson and Tamara, what's her face from OC? Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. You did the assignment. You did it right. <laughs> Yours is terrifying. Well, mine was just like, what is the worst thing you could ever imagine? <laughs> always your go to. I know. <laughs> like, thank God 
glad you're not creating like a new version of Double Dare or something. Like, how bad can we? What if we set them on fire and then stung them with bees? Well, I mean, I, this is a th- this is a thread in my work. Like when you, like, I I have had the realization every show I've ever made, with the exception of Looking for Tiger Lily, because it's autobiographical. Every show I've ever made, everyone dies at the end. Of everything I've ever made. Well, everything. we don't need a girl's trip where, where everyone dies. I just, I don't know. The theater was showing Battle Royale, and maybe that was just in my head. <laughs> I would hit play. I would hit play. The, the thing is, Daniel Staub, Lisa Renna, those are queens that I'm like, I would happily never see them ever again. But something in my troll brain set up. But I would watch them with all of these women. <laughs> I would probably watch one. Ep- I would tap out, I think. It, I it think could, I would tap out. I would, I honestly probably would too. I'd probably make it about 20 minutes and then I'd say this isn't self-love. Yeah, because you're saying, like, who can balance it out? Leah Black? <laughs> and Lisa Vanderpump! And Lisa Vanderpump. Like, your balances are not balanced. But that's the thing. Would they, would, would they all destroy each other? Or would Leah Black and Lisa Vanderpump create dueling factions? <laughs> and it is like a Lord of the wow. Flies, like, Battle Royale, but Battle Royale 2, where there's the separate factions. Like, battle. Now, see, this demonstrates... This demonstrates that while the gay lords come together every week for a show, we have very different philosophies. Because listen to what Anthony just said, and then my philosophy is, what if these two really pretty women kissed? And they all die. (laughs) I do love them. I love the women. I want that only happiness for them. I say I'm Julia. I have so much love to give. I said, let me pull you by rope. <laughs> I pull a diaper. I pull you by rope. It's shocking to me about yours that Lisa Barlow is kind of like the wild card, where I really don't know what would happen. Right? Like, she's so... She's such a, like, kind of normal human being, but she's also so strange and weird that I genuinely don't know how she would fare. Like, and insecure. So I'm like, I I get, uh, I'm worried for her (laughs) thinking about this. She's fun, but in a really square kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. She's really square. She's a bit of a pill. Yeah. Meanie's a pill. So that's fine. They're the ones who are going to, like, watch you get in the pool. They'll be like, I'll sit here like your mother, and you go ahead and swim. You know? Absolutely. I don't know. You know an alternate that I would maybe sub out instead of Lisa Renna? I could see Larsa on my island. Because maybe she would be a voice for good and all that evil. Or maybe she would just go full, full chaos. I don't know. But here's the thing. Like, Larsa, like, Housewives teaches you empathy, and you can you can suddenly... Uh, find yourself questioning alliances and questioning, you know, people that you have long loved and then you break up and you find a new love that you never would have expected to find somewhere. Ultimate Girls Trip also shakes up the housewives in general in that now that you they are removed from their safe environments and their, their biodomes <laughs> and now you have to see them existing in completely new dynamics. Right. And I love it. 
Well, and to like that's the thing is like while they're not all alphas, they're all equals, and so it's like you might be the oldest cast member, like one of the founding members on your franchise, but now you're meeting those your counterparts from other franchises, and so that's what I love about Girls Trip. Like we said last time, is that nobody really the pecking order is obliterated. Yep on girls trip and it's really fascinating yep i mean that's like season one all of a sudden cynthia who's like so chill so cool is the villain what (laughs) what's happening well cynthia that just really showed me it's a good reminder she's really weird about her friendships yeah she's really intense about her friendships like i remember the friendship contract she had with nini which was fun which i thought was funny and I thought everybody thought it was weird, but I was like, I think she's making a joke. Like, this is really funny. And I think it was a joke, but also she kind of meant it. But now I thought it was just a joke, but now I'm like, but was it? N- having seen that because of what happened with, uh, it was Kenya, right? What happened with Kenya on that first season that she just like went insane and then punished her the entire trip and everyone else with her. Yeah, now that I... Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I love Ultimate Girls Trip. I can't wait for season three. Oh, season three is going to be great. I can't wait. Give me that. Oh, with Giselle and Candace and Heather and Whitney. It's just... Oh, with everything I know now, it's going to be so <laughs> uncomfortable. It is. Candace said that basically everybody just wore her out because all they do is talk and yell at each other. So she just she said it was like the most exhausting seven days of her life. I can realize that Candace is over it at this point, mm-hmm. but I don't want her to leave because I love her so much. Yeah. Wowee. Wow. Wow. I love Housewives. I love Housewives. I love how I thought this was going to be like a 15 minute update Me on too. Ginger Pop. <laughs> I could talk all day. There's always more to talk about with the Housewives. Uh, I love, love, love that people have, some people have started watching a little bit. It makes me so happy. It's because it's only bringing good into their lives. It's literally like Housewives is all I talk about. (laughs) (laughs) It's all I want to share with people because I love it. I mean, it's like Greek mythology, right? You get the storylines, you get your favorite ones, you get the ones you can't stand. Zeus. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know and then and you get your queens and and, and then and you just keep watching and i just oh mm, just love housewives so we'll have another housewives of darkness real housewives of darkness at some point i'm sure yes and we will be back with more gay lords of darkness proper um soon this month yes so keep your eyes open and looking at our social media not all the time but uh, check it or something. I don't know. Maybe we'll just come down to see the algorithm. Gaylordsofdarkness.com has links to all of that stuff if you need it. So otherwise, just remember, we're all going to die. I'm going to channel my Teresa energy now. I may have a blog, but I also have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Prostitution whore!